What's going on, family? This is your boy, Brother Technico. Another episode for you that I'm pulling out the vault. You know, sex in a black conscious community. Feel like I bring up a couple of topics that need to be spoken on or whatever. So uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to pay these bills first. Let's get it in. What's going on, family? This is Brother Technico, the tech meister of love, technically sound, technically everything you need him to be when you need him to be it. And that's right. This is another Freak Nick episode coming to you live. And today we're going to talk about black sex in the conscious community. And what I want to talk about primarily, well, not even primarily, just generally, is how this affects us, what I've been seeing, what I've been noticing, and giving my analysis and my two cents on the whole thing. So when we talk about some of the about sex, what we're really talking about is what I'm talking about is the opposing ideologies on sex. Um, We don't seem to be in agreement about this topic, about what kind of sex you should be having. You know what I'm saying? Who you should be having sex with? Uh, Is that something that you should express? Should you, you know, um, allow yourself to be seductive? Should you, uh, is that putting yourself out there? Blah, 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 blah. Um, You got that. You got uh, just the history of it. You know, like what has happened to us? What, what we, what were we like back in those days? So I'm just going to start off with the, with the expression, because I think that's the easiest one. Uh, You hear about it all the time, especially with uh, artists like Lizzo, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, so on and so forth. Uh, A lot of songs been receiving a lot of controversy, Uh, been receiving a lot of attention. And I think that attention is good. I think it's good that we are analyzing and assessing these things within our community, no matter on what side of the fence that you uh, sit on in this issue, I do feel like it's good that we're at least having these discussions. That it that it matters. Um, to go a little bit deeper into the into the expression, I think we need to take a look, like briefly at history, because I think one of the arguments is that. A lot of what you see, even though that Viacom, the powers that be, uh, are doing things to control how that message is disseminated, they're doing things with our sensuality and turn it into a commerce, uh, exploiting it, in other words, right? Um, but it's being something that was us, and you do have the uh, the thought, or at least the, the feelings that African people uh, were a lot more wholesome and didn't necessarily do that, that these were just simply rituals that were misinterpreted by Westerners, the Tom Hu, Bakra, whatever name uh, we want to refer to them as. And now because we have been living in bondage uh, with these individuals, we have begun to look at ourselves and even our own arts in the same way uh, that the Westerner does. And... My bit, my analysis on that is there, there's truth on both sides. Two things can be true at the same time. When we talk about African societies and African cultures, you absolutely have uh, a lot more sensuality. You have uh, certain relationships between the gods. Gods at times have more than one spouse. Um, so this is this is something that that occurs in a lot of the dances, and we know this. And I I brought this up in a in a previous podcast. And when we look at the uh, the crucible, 
and you look at the sort of dances that they were get that were being referred to as witchcraft, we have to go into the uh the early 1500s and 1600s and look at how a lot of these uh native or even traditional African dances were made to be looked at as witchcraft or something demonic, uh, a temptress, and all these, all these quote unquote taboo things that Westerners were were always throwing on people. Uh, so that much, you know, though, so that much of it is true. Um, to even go deeper, and even to make this point, there there were more there were groups uh, you could say because Africa is not a country; it's a continent that houses a bunch of different ethnic groups that houses a variety of lands or countries as we call them now post getting dominated um but you're going to see different things not everyone agreed with each other on sex and you can even find there's a book uh got to think of the author that actually talked about some of these sexual things that they found in Kemet um, you, you, I mean, I talk about all the time about the Ebers papyrus and the other papyrus that talk, you know, that dealt with birth control, but you had a, a version of the Karma Sutra in Kemet. Uh, you had certain devices, if you were, um, that, that assisted with, I mean, we're creative. Um, if anybody, especially with the way that we move is going to come up with ways to, uh, improve the orgasm. I mean, anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but you have you have evidence of that there. And they felt that the Libyans were far more, uh, quote unquote, because they didn't use this word, licentious than they were. Uh, they wore far less clothing. And this is something that you that you see in Africa. So my my two cents on that is is simply there's there, you know, that that's true. Conversely, on the other hand, I believe that the way that we view sex is greatly influenced by Western culture, Western society, and our history dealing with them through uh, through transatlantic slavery. No more evidence than you need to see than simply look at the misogyny in the church. Look at certain values that were praised um, not too long ago. Um, and I just wa- and I just watched this video that was talking about certain black movies and horror, and they talk about Candyman, and you're talking about a strong black male figure, and they talk about one particular scene where he smacks the hell out of a woman, and this is attributed to masculinity, uh, particularly at that you know at that time. But where do you get this stuff from? I mean, you go into the old westerns, look at John Wayne, different things like that. They had moments where it was quote unquote appropriate to smack a woman. You know what I'm saying? If she's being unruly or too much, et cetera, et cetera. And what we do, we we take that on and we also accept the the stereotype that our black woman can't be dealt with, that she's unruly, like that she's naturally unruly. I mean, these are these are the arguments that you hear being made. This is where you, how you get the Patrick Patterson's of the world. So we do. So we definitely see that. Let me take it a step further. When we talk about promiscuity, uh in media, in music. Well, when we go into slavery, what was the job of young girls and women? A lot of them, their jobs were to be ready to have sex with a white man at any given time. And I said, a white man, not just a slave master. They have documentation of boys, people who firsthand accounts like Olson's in them or Olison. You talk about 
boys as young as 13, 14, 15 years old who were just workers. They had no claim to them could sneak onto the plantation and have their way with with black women. If a black woman was was choosing to uh, conserve herself, preserve herself and not do that, she would be punished. And that just didn't start over here. You can go to Fort Almina and see that where they chained the woman butt naked until she until to starve her in the heat until she either died or submitted. And this is no different than when you're coming over here. Transatlantic times you're talking about even George Thomas Jefferson. Did, did these things, even with his own daughters. He had daughters who, oh my goodness. Like, and, and when we talk about incest, when we talk about how this is effective, well, let's look at the molestation within the black community. And I know there's a lot of us, especially after Hidden Colors came out, that attribute that to the breeding plantations. But what Hidden Colors did not talk about were the slave masters who were having relationships with their slaves and then their slaves' daughters and their slaves' granddaughters and so on and so forth. This is documented even by J.A. Rogers in his Sex and, uh, Sex and Races, I believe, volume two. Okay, he even talks about a particular scene where a man, because of, because of the blood mixing, this woman was passing. For why? She marries a doctor. Uh, the dude wants his slave back, and he's able to prove it, and the man ends up giving his woman back because he wanted his sex slave back. Okay, I, um, and what's the, uh, the, the, the trois woman? What was the trois woman's... Uh, um, Mm. I, I it's not come, but it was the one who they uh she worked in a circus because of her size and of her really really big butt. Um, after her career was over, she had to be a prostitute. After that, when you talk about uh, Jean Jacques Dessalines, uh, Toussaint Louverture, their wives were for, former concubines and sex slaves to white men, because that was the job. That was your upgrade from the field. All right. So when you're seeing this, oh, and let me even touch on this. You even had slaves sending 14, 15-year-old girls out there on the corners. This is in the 17, 1800s to make extra money. Your first pimp in this country was the white man. The first person who pimped your black woman was the white man. And of course, he always took his, his, uh, his right of first night that feudalistic thing to where he can have his way with your woman all the way up until Jim Crow and probably a little past that as well in places that have less police, less sheriffs uh, for se- uh, for several miles in the sheriff may have been the, de- the descendant of the man who owned your family. Okay. So this is the kind of stuff that we deal with. So on many hands, I do, there, there's truth on both sides. There's truth on both sides. And my conclusion is that in a lot of ways that it manifests, particularly in music, I would argue is of European influence heavily. I would argue that. I would argue that the way that we should look at sensuality or sexuality, even if you want even if we want to separate the two, because these things are not really separate. It's in the it's in the act. It's like a gun. The gun in the right hands can be good. But in the wrong hands, it could be bad. A gun can also be misused with people who don't know, who don't understand it or know what to do with it. All right. So this is very, very significant when we talk about uh, sexual expression. I believe that there is a, a need for the black woman to express herself in the way that she's historically accustomed to. I do believe that. I can't know it because I'm not a woman. 
but I do believe it strongly. I also believe that under this Western hegemony, that many attempts for this woman to express herself freely is going to be met with exploitation. Western society has a history of exploiting women. They are the first, in my in my knowledge, and if there was anyone first, it's probably Sumer, but the first that I know that allowed prostitution. Wrote it on the books as law. Is something that you can do. This is the Code of Solomon, one of the uh, Greeks' early lawmakers who also learned in Kemet. This, this is all, but this is not even, go take any criminal justice class, they'll tell you this. All right. And he set the foundation. And he said that he wrote the best laws for that he could for his people of that day. He didn't think these were the, those were the best laws. But you also have to consider that when you studied in Kemet, you spent a lot of time there to get your degrees. Uh, guys would go be in school for two decades. Many of these Greeks didn't finish. All right, the average lifespan of a Greek anyway was what, 27, 28? So not a lot of time either to dedicate uh, to that kind of study. And certainly um, your ruling class is not going to have a lot of experience, not a lot of foresight, but that's another topic. And getting back and, you know, just back into the expression and just the prostitution, this is just something that we have to look at. So these are just, these are definitely heavy influences. When we talk about that, when we talk about uh, how women are being exploited now, you know, a lot of these things that, and this is, and this is my personal observations, a lot of the things that these girls are listening to, they're doing it for the entertainment of white men. There's no, there's no black man that can, outside of these rappers that are paid by these white men who have the money to do these things that we're listening to. When I look at this closely, when I look at just in, in my community, the things that I've seen, I've seen more young girls be the dates and girlfriends for old ass white men who can pay bills, who can afford this, who can get that. When we see these girls going after older gents, older white zaddies, it's, it's because there's been a history there. You know, well, there's there's some there's some deeper issues, I would even argue, among sexuality. You know what I'm saying? Like we haven't dealt with the history of molestation and why this is even prevalent in our community. So that's one thing we haven't dealt with uh, the epigenetic just disposition that we have towards certain things that would allow you to put your own children, your own daughter in that position. And we see it in other ways as well. But this side, this society is dominated by men and not women. Therefore, the exploitation is largely going to come to women and your children. That's why when the Crusades were going on and they had to make the people evacuate, they got, they got the women and children out first. That's what, And you see that sort of ideology, that, that same mind frame continued, even when you're talking about captains of a ship. Women and children first, because that was second nature, because what would they do to these women? You're talking about white men who made the white woman. This is history. So, you know, so just get into that. If you don't agree with me, go look it up. The first slave was the white, blonde haired, blue eyed Slavic woman who was selling. The, you had fathers selling their daughters then to Muslims and Jews. 
So what I'm what I'm trying to say is, and let me just so I get back to the point because I don't want to go on a, a tangent here. You know, these are the kind of people that you're dealing with. This was the sort of mindset that you're dealing with. So that just carried over. They've always found ways to exploit their women. They've been finding ways to do that since Greek times. They've been restricting what women could do since ancient times. So just to give you a little bit of background on the people we're dealing with and why you don't see this necessarily happen in other ways. You, uh, another point, you had a lot of children who were served uh, uh, sold into brothels and sex places. You had, uh, oh, I always forget this man's name, but there was another uh, principal... Um, principal person in terms of creating the Roman Volgata who who was in a, who attended and he's partially responsible for some of these negative views on sex that we do now all right and he was in a brothel as a, a child male uh, uh, slave you see, you know what I'm saying so this sort of activity you know what I'm saying this exploitation because women were seen were seen as weak children were seen as weak. So and and I'm I'm not going to deal with that aspect too much just more so to kind of show you the mindset of what we're dealing with and how we're being influenced because when you are living under a force like this and forced to cohabitate it's like friends right it's only but natural that you go if you hang out with a bad crowd it's only but natural that eventually you're going to pick up some of the habits of that crowd that you're hanging with so just to contextualize it a bit further and show where do we get some of these things from, then that'll help you do it. The reason I'm not talking so much about the rape itself, though it did happen, is that rape is is weaponization, is sexual, it's sex being weaponized, okay? There's no real, it, it doesn't really have any real relationship to sex outside of the fact that this person is saying that I can dominate you uh, in that way. But nine times out of 10, if you can dominate someone like that physically, you can dominate them in other ways. So the other ways have to occur first. If you can control, if you can beat somebody to a pulp, if you control how somebody eats, you can, you can definitely impose yourself upon them sexually. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you talk about sexual imp- uh, imposition or imposing yourself sexually, you're, you're usually going to be talking about a male um, because there's, because of the, the anatomy. And I'm not going to get... Let me, that's a whole nother conversation. So let me just stay on topic, fam. So that just... So those, so those are, you know, part of, the, uh, part of the reasons for the views. You have some discrepancy over these views. You have some people who say that Africans was like this and this wasn't a problem. We just respected the woman, which was true. Uh, women were also much more revered and held higher roles in these societies as well. Um, so yeah, there was a whole, there was a whole lot of need also, uh, to respect the, you know, to respect these women, these women controlled and, and were a part of vital operations within the society. Uh, there's also people who say that not so much and that we shouldn't lump, lump in, you know, these few groups and say, uh, that they were doing, you know, that they were doing this and that they were all willy nilly because you see some of the values, uh, of just our, you know, of just our people, we can look at Christianity, uh, Catholics, and talk about the doctrine, but we can also see that Europeans didn't follow the code. You have Africans who followed the code, that belief system. 
So you see that it come from a, a place of society to where it's only but natural to do that. Some things you didn't even, you don't even have to tell someone. Someone doesn't have to really go to church. They just know. Right. So there's so there's one example. And you can see that, yeah, that's certainly there. I can even go into the history of the Bible itself and show you that several key strip scriptures were were or just philosophies going into um Augustine, going to Origen, black men who were seminal, seminal in writing or putting together, because they didn't write it, that didn't come until much later, but putting together what would be written down, the philosophies and where those philosophies even came from. So that's a whole another thing, but the, the principles you know the th- you know the things that you that you see in regarding sex i don't think anybody first of all you can't even harm a child so and who's usually with the child in order to harm a child you got to go through the mother you can't no there's there's no way in african society that that would have that would have occurred um so bottom line cuz i want to move forward My analysis of how I feel about it, I feel like a lot of these prudish, quote unquote, attitudes that we have towards sex, getting it in, doing all that stuff, is is predicated on for partially the foundation of this society and how they've made us feel about our stuff, how they've made us feel about dancing. Yes, the central dancing is us. At the same time, it's how you use it. You, you have a harder time finding a woman to do the things that she likes to do at the club at home with her man. But I you know, but you but you see the same thing there. You got men who's willing to spend way more money at the club than what they're willing to do on a family. You know, the women that they got at home. It's uh but that just shows you where our values are. And I put that on the society. If the value was and if the songs was about Doing this, you know, doing that stuff to your man. You know, the one that you, you know, because he's holding it down and whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. Then that becomes a different scenario than what we have now. To where we have a scenario where you are being rewarded uh, for being loose. And to comment on that, brothers, we are to blame for that. Because we have allowed, because we got the pass to do that. We got the pass to be the representation of what the society wants to be through our music. You know what I'm saying? Now, the how raw it is, how rugged it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I like how you fucking it and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Throw that shit back. Like, this, that's real. Because when you're in the bedroom, all that shit is it's not... Look, because there's, it's not a thing of you trying to disrespect each other. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a physical thing. It's the the closest thing that you, you can get to a fight without throwing blows. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how intense, how passionate, how into it you can be, right? But when we started making the music about how we could do that, how we could fuck around, how we could do this, you know, it would be only natural that a woman who has been historically our equal, who in nine times out of ten, I don't give a damn what the music say, have to be regarded as an equal, wants to be regarded as your equal, not going to want the same things. You know what I mean? There was a point to where you had women saying, oh, fuck you, nigga, suck my dick. But you know she ain't got a dick, but what is she doing? 
You know, because suck your pussy in this society don't have the same umph to it. It's not as disrespectful. So she wants you to feel what she's feel on that level. You know what I'm saying? So it's just stuff that we gotta that, that we just gotta pay attention to. A lot of the reason, a lot of the things that we're mad about about the sexual exploitation. Let's not forget that it was with Biggie's exploiting ass that brought out Lil Kim, and this motherfucker was talking about shitting on women and all bunch of crazy shit. You know, but at the same time, he brought in. You know what I'm saying? It's under him that comes in this little Kim, who's selling sex. So we 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 make that popping. People have a lot of hate for Megan Thee Stallion, but they don't say shit about Juicy J. <laughs> and you know what I mean? But that's just kind of like how the society gets us to play upon one of our, you know, upon ourselves. You know, we know what it is. You may not like it. And hell, I'm not telling you that you have to agree to it. You have to listen to the music. This is not a a campaign. But what I'm saying is, is that if you're one of those people who have not been as critical as Juicy J, and I'm not saying because there's some people that are and they're consistent and I applaud you for it because that's, that's what you should be. Be consistent. You know what I mean? If you don't like when Lil Wayne make the song, when Juicy J or whoever, I don't know these new rappers really. If you if you are just as upset when they make the song, then I don't have a problem with you. You being consistent. Uh, and what you see and you're seeing it kind of for what it is, and that's kind of what opened the door. What has been allowed to happen though, through through my optics, is that the society always finds a way to uh, devalue the woman and no woman needs to be devalued more than the black woman. I'm going to say a need to from my perspective, but from the Bakra perspective, because the black woman has always been the foundation, even during the time of Solon, he even recognized and stated that women were still head of the household. And you're talking about 600 or so, uh, before common era. All right. So I always make up, I always make the point that the, the first enemy of the white man, when the black man, it was the black woman. And he had to, Find a way to deal with her to to deal with this black man because when you and you you know y'all know how it is when when a woman and a sister is holding you down, there ain't shit that you can't do. Motherfucker, go chop down twenty trees and build a house. Shit, are you kidding me? Y'all know what it is, and you know what I'm saying because she not gonna let you slip. You know how it is being with a real sister, brothers. Y- y'all know what it is. She not going to let you slip. When she down, she got you. So imagine being at war with with millions of that. That's why the tactics had to be shit. We got to go in here piece by piece, one at a time. Let's wait until they real, real, real weak and then go in. And that still took them a bunch of years. They didn't just go in there. And there was some uh, some of us who won, like Ethiopia. I wish Ethiopia would have did what they needed to do so the Congo could be making the same point, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? But just going back into that, that's what they had to do to get to us, family. So let's move forward. There's a few other things I want to talk about. Marital, premarital, polygamous sex. Right? Marital, premarital. This is a whole nother topic, you know, and this is this is such a convoluted topic amongst us. Uh, you got people who don't believe in that, you know, that you should be getting down, that you need to settle down, get married, you know, those those kinds of values. And I can't even argue and say that these aren't even traditional uh, African values. Yeah, lots of Africans with these values. 
Uh, but again, as I said before, Africa is a continent. So you had a whole bunch of cultures. You had cultures who didn't even mix with people outside of their own group. So these are, these are the Hereros. So if, if the Akan had a similar philosophy than the Herero, then you have to be of Akan to, to marry. You can't go say, oh, you know, we, we close. We got some relationship with, with the Yoruba and, and, and uh, uh, Ife or whatever. Um, you know, the, the, what's the, uh, what's the other group? They're patriarchal now. Igbo. You know, yeah, let's just go. Man, no, you have people who are like that. You have arranged marriages. You had trial marriages. Uh, in Ethiopia, you uh, is they have a form of marriage that still exists to this day. That's not not of the Christians. Like they got different because they got different systems. Show you how versatile black folks is. To where this is the only she only required to be married to you for two years, and then she can choose if she wants to re up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know what? After these two years, you've been real good to me. Or after two years, you stink. I'm tired of washing your jaws. It's over. That's okay. So and how you so get into the sex? How the hell do you have a trial marriage with no sex? Trial marriages involve sex. You know what I'm saying? Just to see kind of how it works out. Africans are all based on family, so there was no such thing as adopt. You know, adoption. Your parent, your family had to die for you to be adopted, but you would be adopted by a good family. That's just that's just how it was. Hell, you could even get adopted by the king. It was just that that's just how we rock because we we saw the the benefits of building towards your future, a family foundation that this youth is going to be someone in this society doing something. My kids are going to have to deal with them and my family, right? So I really don't cuz yo okay, let me get into the polygamous stuff. We should know about these premarital but the polygamous one oh my goodness that's the one that's the funniest to see in the uh, in the black community because you got people telling each other how they need to have sex and i i really don't i really don't see that you know you got some people who you know they allow their wives to you know to have husbands extra husbands you know polyandry my thing is, if that works for you, go for it. Now, I did say we're going to take a historical look at this. So let's take a historical look, you know, at marriage or unions, because we didn't call them marriages, right? But unions, uh, we had them of all types historically. I've, I've already brought up a few. Uh, have we ever engaged in premarital sex? Yeah, that's certainly happened a lot. You know, like, it's just like, it's just regular life, yo. People feeling each other, things happen. Uh, it's the, <laughs> it's how you move forward, right? Uh, that matters. Uh, polygamy. Had that up into the 1800s, you know. Um, that, And we still have it now. Shoot, Dr. Yosef Benyakinen comes from a family. His grandfather got like 11 wives. So you can imagine how many grandchildren he had. So this that so that's a thing, the homosexuality, and by homosexuality, I'm 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 really talking about what what a lot of people online call triads when when the woman wants to also participate with the other wife. I'm not getting in your business. That's none of my business. 
None of my business. And when we look at West Africa, they got proverbs that talk about, you know, what to do with the young wife. And sometimes, shoot, it's recommended for a wife to go get a second wife because she may not be wanting to put out like that. My thing is, if that's what worked for y'all, shit, I'm I'm not I'm not getting involved. That's none of my business. Don't ask me what I'm doing in mine. But shit, that's their thing. Had they've done it, I can't find any records of homosexual acts occurring pre-European on in Africa. No, you men, men or women, uh, you do see um, preference. I can make an argument for preference. You do see situations of preference, but you have to have a cultural basis for homosexuality to like participate in that sort of a way. And that's never really like, it, it's hard to do when that's not really an option. You know what I'm saying? That's not even something that was brought to your attention as something. So even if you had preference, you probably be given some uh some explanation for it and again um just to talk about us historically we had males who had to who had to breed too with white women and they had issues with that because syphilis was something that was very very well known and people knew about syphilis they didn't want to do that and the way that the black man and woman looked at their body as much as they enjoyed sex it that wasn't just an orifice for pleasure though Pleasure could be derived from it. You know, there was. He could look the same way that a woman could feel cheap. And this is a part of the Western influence by having sex with a whole bunch of people she had no connection with, no attraction to, no, no, want nothing to deal with. That's exactly how the black man felt. Part of what went into breaking the black man was to raped this black woman to have her be promiscuous, to have her submit in front of this man. So this man could have like, it's, 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 it's how you break a man. It's how they broke themselves during the dark ages. It's how you get men to resent their woman. So now, because if you got them fighting each other, you, they'll never team up to fight you. Hell, they they're too busy trying to deal with, they said, trying to keep their household together because you, and you're not speaking of it. You can't talk about it. Can't talk about the fact that this man just got to do that. And and what did you do? What did you do? We still hear that now. You see, I see the memes. I still see the memes. And they continue to keep us at war with one another, which is part of the reason why I'm talking about this. Sex has, you know, more than just a topic, it has become divisive. It has been literally used to destroy our community, whether being imposed upon us, influencing us to do this to ourselves by teaching us the habits and history, by uh, whoring us. That's what they're doing. And they even do it to these male rappers. It's just only now you're starting to see it, but they're starting to put them in the form that Western society looks at them because if they can fuck you, then you're a bitch. That's why they don't respect homosexual men in this society, particularly the ones that take it up the butt. All right, this is even in prison. You, but okay, but the one in prison that's giving up the butt, and both of them is looked at as gay. Let's just get that out there. 
for the most part. It gets convoluted. But the one taking it up the butt is seen as a female, as a broad, right? But how does this society look at its females? That's how you become a bitch-ass nigga. Hmm? Coming from the same type of people. There's history where men, black men, so this stuff about... And, and, and people don't want to talk about it because, again, it's taboo. That's why I went ahead and talked to sisters that do the only fat. No, you got to know. It's sexual exploitation all the way. If you ever watch one of these Netflix documentaries on pornography, they get these young girls out there, keep them out there, and they pretty much make them whole on camera so they can get home. Well, no, we ain't taking you home. Or oh, you want to go home? Shit, shoot this film. Brothers are giving that same thing. Brothers are pretty, again, they attack women and children. So as long as you're a woman, you can be 65. If that if somebody is attracted to you, you have an issue in this society. When you're a child, woman or male, oh, you're definitely getting preyed upon. Because you're more easily influenced. I can't tell you how many stories, how many testimonies I've heard from people who've had experiences. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, they will pay you to fuck you. That's what Hollywood is all about. They will pay you to fuck you. And you will be they bitch. Hmm? And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. That's why I chose the, the freak Nick for this sort of conversation. So I could just be real. We do not. As And I'm talking about this society respect that and we and they know even on the plantation when men, when men were being assigned daughter and girl and they they whole ass men the ones that died were the ones that were praised if you decided to live and get through that like if you was a woman you could still you know it, it was traumatic but you didn't lose your womanness necessarily and i'm and i'm just saying necessarily for male the sense of being a man is stripped away, not just from you physically and emotionally, but from the people that like you will become an outcast. This was even then on the plantation. It is no wonder that the same thing is occurring now. We're just talking about this like this is a reoccurring thing. We're just talking about these issues between uh, uh, black folks and, hom- uh, and homosexuality and LGBT and their, like this is a uh, is a new thing. So I tell everybody our experience with homosexuality and why we have such negative views towards it is different from everyone else because everyone else out there in the world has not had homosexuality imposed upon them for centuries. Show me another group that had had to go through that same experience outside of the people in them dark ages from the people who are the culprits. And what do we talk about rapists and pedophiles? A lot of them were raped or molested. So it starts a cycle. So if you if you live in a chain of cycles and you see the cycle, what do you think? What kind of cycle did you think they were trying to give us? OK, so these are just things that we have to think about. I kind of covered a bit about the homosexuality. The reason I don't go in on this topic is because the and I'm just talking about the reality here. The reality here is that we have homosexuals who are black in our community. 
This may not have been history, but it's here now. I can't offer any ways to fix, cure, or anything like that. I think we need to have more respect for our brothers and sisters, particularly brothers and sisters who are standing with us through these times, who are not allowing their sexual preference to override their blackness, who is not allowing the agenda of the white LGBT and all these other groups to override the black agenda, which is an agenda that has not been made, which has not been made a, a, a major issue for far too long. That's, a, that's the greater issue to me. And, I, and I, I feel that there are other people who are black that feel that same way. But it's something that, because it, it, it's an, and I've talked about this before, because it's something that comes up within the nonprofit that I'm in. It's something that comes up when I'm just out on the streets. Am I going to turn away somebody that's black, that needs help because of sexual orientation? At the time, I don't even know. So what is the so what is the deal? And now when we talk about certain debates and arguments about the influences of uh, homosexuality and certain arguments that are made, I, I don't think when people try to make it a historic thing, a African culture thing, it's not there. It's certainly like I I can't find any quote-unquote, legitimate, and I only say quote-unquote because I, I just personally feel like if these people were not enslaved, then you wouldn't even, this position wouldn't even be there. But you you don't find too many until you get, I mean, slavery, yeah, you had people, but a lot of these people were imposed upon by others and found romances with other people they found along the way. Um, yeah, and most of the time, they most black men didn't talk about it. Again, it's taboo. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody here got gay people in their family. Everybody got molesters in their family. We don't talk about it. We don't really acknowledge it when we don't have to. There's, there's a lot of us who let child molesters sit in the same room as us because we don't want to deal with it. Or it'll just go away. Or you just stay away from him or her. Most of the time, it's a him. Most of the time. This is this is ridiculous, family. I didn't mean to go on that tangent, but that's how that. But that's where we're at with that. Uh, we talk about the buck busting a lot. That did happen, but that was just a piece. That's just a piece. You and I don't know if you can assert that for everybody. I think another like you can't assert buck busting for everybody. You you know what I mean. But another thing we have to look at is that there's a cultural basis for homosexuality even before it was quote unquote acceptable. You'd have many, many people. You have more prominent white men who were found out to have that sort of preference uh, than anything. So you're talking about a society that's been at odds with itself. And you're talking about a society to where that is a thing. It had always been a thing. It's even how a lot of, a lot of them joke, right? So, yeah, that's so that's that. And I, and I needed to cover that because that's... That, that's in the community, and I'd be remiss, especially um, me bringing this up in the past. Um, I've, I've spoke on it. So let's get into the foundation, sexual foundation, because I'm, you know, I think I've kind of covered some of the topics and I've gone on a bit too long about history. I mean, it's already 43 minutes in, so I'm just going to wrap up.
But I believe a lot of the issues that we have, a lot of these, a lot of this economy comes from the different foundation that we have dealing with sex. Uh, we come from different states, different types of households, uh, some, some cases, different religions, different belief systems. Not everybody got the same thing. This is, we live in a society where there, there, there's not really much that's uniform because there's not much unity. There's not much unity between the different ethnic groups or races within this uh, country. And there's not much unity within the black community. So there's not going to be a lot of solidarity. You do see where there is solidarity and some unification. You do see a, a lot of similar values and a lot of similar traits. But that doesn't speak to the all. Right. And if you've had a. Our experiences a lot of the time and experience can be something felt as a group. A lot of times people look at experience as something individual, but it also can be shared as a group, right? And our experience sexually has left us, uh, left us in a trauma and has not been that long ago. When I talked about the Jim Crow and these men being able to honk their horn so and your wife have to go out there and leave with her. You know what I'm saying? They used to just go in there and take your child too, kill him. But it's, you know, all that, but back into the... When you talk about people who've been influenced by that, either by seeing it epigenetically because even, or even just by habits, because when something like that happens to you, you move different. You have a different reality. You know, me moving around a lot, going to different places. I saw people who lived in different realities from the one I lived in, who saw things just literally differently. And it was based on their experience. You cannot know about whore if you've never really seen whore. How can you know about what whore is and the closest thing you've got to it is a, is a Jason X movie. Horrors don't occur in your life day to day. And that's something that I see. They have to keep us horrified. And they have to keep us scared and afraid. And even scared of afraid of ourselves. Of even finding a way to express our sexuality. We live in a, in a culture that's dichotomous. Western society is dichotomous. Either or. Either sex is bad or it's a good thing. Religion has said that sex is bad. So no matter what you try to do through the avenues of the European, sex will never be disseminated as something positive, quote unquote. They're not looking for that because sex is viewed as negative. Right. And we harbor some of these same views, whether we fucking or not. And we fucking. I just got to say it. And if you're not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about us. That is we out here doing a damn thing. And I'm not, when I mean, like, I, I, I like sex, all right? And I'm one of them brothers who love to have some nieces to do what they like doing at the club. To me, just me. And that's what I look for. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily just in a woman, but shit. We, we, we're so afraid to be honest about what we like sexually. Because how we've been made to feel about sex. We've been the Jezebels. We've been the dude that wants to fuck your wife. Your wife, your daughter. So we don't want to represent that. We don't want to be okay. And I don't believe in sexual repression. Sexual repression did nothing for the European. And it's eroding us as well. I have to talk about the sex because this society will weaponize sex against you. And it's working. We're focused on finances. Yes, we need to be. Hugely. Education. But let's not be negligent to the attacks of the mind. 
It all starts up here. That's why they got people trying to get you to rub uh, 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 Bengay on your forehead. Talking about your chakras. They never want, and that's why they over-sexualize everything. They never want to get you out of that first base level. Now I got to stop saying the word chakra because that's not what we called it. But when we talk about those levels, that sexual level, that's the base, that's the lowest level. Yet you can't go down the street without seeing something sexualizing. And the way that they have you interpret sex, see, it'd be a different thing if we viewed sex as something positive, as something as expressing. That girl's just feeling good about herself. She's feeling confident today. We look at it, ooh, shit, she's sexy. Ooh, man, why she come out here looking like that? Yo, she must want some dick. Yeah. I know it. Look at her over there showing all that ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she wants some dick. Nah, nah, she just being stuck up, though. But, like, for real. You know, and shit, man, if you had a little bit more value, shit, you would have, your, your sex life would quadruple. If you went about valuing yourself a little bit more, like, value what you got. Don't just hand it out. You know, it's the shit. Motherfuckers say, oh, yeah, pussy is at an all-time cheap. It's just like shit. It's no, it's, no, it's no point even getting dick at a discount these days. You know what I'm saying? Why why would you even buy dick at this? They got dick coming from the trees. That's just how available niggas is. Talk about being thirsty. How they being thirsty? They got dick trees growing all that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, with that one, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Think I'm done, family. Think I got out what I need to say. It's about to get real ignorant. <laughs> no, but shit, we got to value ourselves out here, brothers. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't like sex and we shouldn't, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of those. It's a fine line, and it's a fine line to us because how we've been raised. But you can go after what you want, you know. But what it is is that shit. If you really don't want it, and you just need a nut. Just say no. Just say no. You know what I'm saying? At least work on it. You know what I'm saying? Even and, and, and work on this. Once you master that, try saying no to one that you really desired. You know, physically. And let the no be on something shit. It just shit. Time one right. You wasn't, you know, maybe you wasn't feeling her. Maybe you, you thought about it, which which is good. We should always think. And and just notice how how things improve. Like nobody wants something everyone can have. You know what I'm saying. And a lot of times when people desire you, but you know because you think that's what it is, they just want to have the that same experience someone else had. And then after they had that experience, they done. Don't be somebody's experience. I'm talking to sisters as well as brothers. You know, because that gets overlooked. And we're not looking strong out here. We need to do better. We need to treat our women better. We need to, you know, and, and start looking at yourself a little bit. You know, maybe if you wasn't so drawn to that, she wouldn't be looking at that. Maybe as you as a father, cause we, you know, Kevin Hart had to say what he said. But maybe, nigga, if you wasn't fucking on every hoe, like what... You know what I mean? Like, maybe you ain't showed her a great example of what she should be. Because she's chasing after what you are. A hoe. Nigga. 
Yo, shit. I would and just like and getting caught with the video. Like you, you an asshole. That's why you humble. That's when women do shit like that because you paid. You know what I'm saying? Left the camera on to bust you out. Yeah, you an asshole. That was shit. That was just a last time. Yeah, remember this ass that did you like that? But I don't, I don't, I don't condone calling your your daughter a hoe or you know or say she got whole tendencies. Where she get it from? You either blaming the mama or yourself. And it's hard to tell a girl not to do something when you're attracted to that. When you all you watch is booties, shaking, jiggling. So that's what you into. That's what she thinks she needs to be about. You know what I'm saying? It's not just on the mama. You know what I'm saying? Because you could sit up there, you could have a gym, and she could have pick up bad habits. No different from a brother. But I'm just, you know, I'm just focusing on that because this is what we're talking about. Sex ain't a bad thing. It's how you go about it. We, you know, and just as a community, I think we need to understand that we were the same even in history. We didn't always agree on these topics. These these are ancient debates we are having. And we need to put this debate to rest so we can deal with some of these other things. So we can stop doubting ourselves, so we can move forward so we can start respecting our women the way that they need to be respected. Uh, so men can start walking in a way uh, and make it, you know, make it easier. You know what I'm saying? Make it easy for that woman to respect you. I know. And because I and I feel this from brothers who aren't the men going out there, because a lot of times, you know, we feel like we get attacked. However, sometimes we just got to bite the bullet. She going to bite one. We, we going to bite one. You know what I mean? It's just sisters, when you find that brother, you know, like, but that all comes with soul searching. Because if you don't know what to look for and you're chasing this, then it's, it's just, it's, it's inevitably going to take time. That's why people figure shit out in their 30s and 40s and shit. Because this society gasses you up for control of you and that dollar. So they just get gas you up for all these years. That's why they keep switching these stars out on Disney. That's why they keep switching who your idols are, who's rapping about this. Because as soon as it's uncool for a grown-ass nigga to talk about this kitty shit, they got to find them a kid. Because they got to keep selling you the dream. And with that being said, peace, love, and light, family. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I sure did. <laughs> Later.